The Bible says we are fearfully and wonderfully made. In Christ, we are fearfully and wonderfully remade. This is Remade. Here are the hosts of Remade, Ben and Q. Please listen responsibly. One of the most popular types of TV shows out there right now are these home improvement shows. You've seen them, right? Where they find an old kind of rundown house and they see the, the, the good bones of the house and they, they do this remodel to it, right? Of course okay. I have, man. Of course I have. <laughs> well, and, and plus, you, are, you have your own kind of refurbishing thing going with the cars and stuff uh. like that. But those shows, those those... Those house home improvement shows, they celebrate renovations of, of houses, mm. right? Mm. Taking it down sometimes to the studs and whatnot and rebuilding it. Well, here on Remade, we want to celebrate people. Amen. And the, the um, refurbishing and renovation that God does in people. Yay. Because sometimes God has, to, God has to take us to the studs, doesn't he? Sometimes. Man. And I mean, us. Okay, so the reality is, if you don't allow him to take you to the stud, or rather yet to the foundation, then you just have uh, you're just building on. Bleh. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> By the way, I'm Ben. He's Q, and Hi! welcome to Remade. Remade. Episode number two. How are number you, my friend? Two. You okay? I'm richly blessed and highly favored. How are you? I hear you. Fantastic, man. Sent the same. Go. Well, uh, I want to take a moment to to kind of notice something about these home improvement shows that, that are out there that, that I'm sure everyone that listening has, has watched at least one time. Did you ever notice, I, I get the fact that these shows have to be about 20 minutes long, hmm. but sometimes they take upwards of eight, nine weeks, maybe even a year, year and a half type of thing. And I've noticed that sometimes they'll gloss over some really important repairs hmm. because of time. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to explore this ish, this idea with you today, if we if we can, mm. uh, about things that the Lord has shown us in our lives that have to be kind of like those rotten floor joists when they, that they find on like day two of a project. Mm, I found some of those. Models. Right, and you know, it, it as part of those projects, they have to get redone, or else the whole rest of the project isn't going to go. Mm. Right. So in sort of a parallel situation in our, in our own spiritual walk with the Lord, the Lord shows us something, some things early on in our lives that have to go or else the rest of, the, of, the rest of our lives isn't going to, the remade project isn't going to be as productive as, right, exactly. So my first question to you is, what were, what were some of the specific things that the Lord showed you early on that had to be fixed or he had to help work out in you. Do you have anything in mind? Uh, while you're thinking, I'll give you an example. I mean, it's a daily thing. It's a daily, you're right. It is a daily. I about my heart being turned to flesh from stone on just on the way here. So, I mean, yeah. But yeah, yeah, continue. Give me your example. My example, early on, I, I was, for some reason, I was an angry kid. I had anger issues. 
and say it ain't so <laughs> don't look at me in that tone of voice <laughs> too late but no I, I was seriously i was i was an angry kid and i i don't i don't really know why or i didn't know why at the time but looking back in the uh, looking back over it you know hindsight is always 2020 has anybody ever challenged the hindsight 2020 thing? Probably. Something popped when, so as you're reflecting on your childhood and you say that you had, you know, anger issues. And then to say hindsight is 2020, hindsight is only truly 2020 if you have the wisdom at which to dissect what you're looking back on. You're right. You know what I'm saying? You're right. So if you can say, hey, man, because of, you know, this, 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 you know, well, well, then you're looking back. Hindsight's truly 2020. I agree with that. Yeah, I can you see know? that. But if you look back and you're, if I, because I don't, just you being global, but if I look back at something and I don't gain any wisdom yeah. or apply any knowledge That's a good from point. that situation, I'm as blind as I was right. when I went through the situation, and I'm probably going to go through the same situation again. Probably so. Or something right. close to it. In other words, you haven't learned from what you're looking back on, and because you haven't learned from it, yeah. it's you, you're because you haven't learned from history, you're condemned to repeat it. That's kind of what you're saying, right? Am I right? Have I, I gotten that right? If you don't, yeah. If you don't pull out of that season what you're supposed to, that's the whole insanity thing. Right. You do the same thing. Doing the same thing. Exactly. Expecting a different result. Yep. You know, but yeah. So with that, if you look back and you're like, oh man, I was an angry kid. And you, you know what I'm saying? If you don't really get it. Right. Then it's not a, it's not a clear vision. You, you got to check your perspective as you reflect or else it won't be a 2020 for 2020 thing. So for me, the, the anger was the rotten floor joist that. Mm -hmm. The, the contractors care of. right had to be discovered on day three of a six-month or a 50-year, 80-year project, right, that had to be fixed. Um, and the, the, I was, I was very, I'm still, I'm very competitive, and I hated to lose. My brothers, my younger brothers will tell you that I hated to lose. They would beat me at things well, constantly. It was nice that you uh, allowed me to defeat you in racquetball the other day i appreciate that then i didn't allow you to i didn't allow you to beat me <laughs> i would rebuke that spirit right now i didn't allow you to beat me anyway <laughs> so do you have do you have do you have another example do you have an example in maybe in your own life of something that the lord showed you in a similar vein um man i got anger issues now I know I had anger issues when I was a kid. I mean, I, I thank God that they never became what they could have been because I've seen people that have dealt, I've experienced people that have dealt with anger issues in way worse ways than me, but that does not make me proud of mine. As far as in my growth, things that, that have been exposed, I got pulled, I'm a people person, you know, I got pulled aside for, for quite a while like exile, wilderness season, whatever you call it. I'm, I'm being remade daily Absolutely. when I allow myself to be, mm -hmm. you know? So one of the big core things in this season, I guess you could say, or coming out of the season, 
is character in regards to me being a people person and how I deal with people. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, uh, I mean, there's examples of that on a daily basis from how I, you know, how I conduct myself when I walk into Walmart, you know, or go to a gas station, you know, I can have a lot in my head or on my heart, you know, on a positive or negative or a speculative or flesh or spirit. And no one knows but me, you know, I have to be mindful of that. I have to be mindful as being an ambassador of Christ and knowing, knowing that I'm going to bump into somebody at Walmart line and mess their world up for the glory of the Lord. I know it. Mm -hmm. I know it. It's not, it's not, not happened yet. All right. So there's, I don't even know if the question, if if it's taken where it's gone, but it's one of those things that where I once was when I was younger through my uh, wilderness or exile, I've learned that there's a lot about me that needs to be polished. Right. On so many mm-hmm. aspects. On so many aspects. But, uh, yeah, how I am in, in dealing with people, you know, there's a lot that I... I did when I was younger that I don't do now and vice versa, mm-hmm. I guess you could say. It could be something so simple as not talking to somebody just because you don't like the car they drive. I mean, I, I grew up in an era where if you drove a Mustang and you were military, there was a lot of people in our area that just did not like those guys because they were bad examples of Mustang people and military people. Oh, wow. I'm just, okay. and just keeping it real, you know, and I'm a car guy. So that's what I grew mm-hmm. up around. You know, that's my thing. So I know that when I was younger and those things that I allowed other people's opinion to fall off on me to where like, I didn't like Mustangs either. I didn't like that guy either just because of the handful of situations and the handful of situations that I had that were pretty bad. Bad enough to leave a sour taste in your mouth for everybody else, but praise God, I've been remade. I kind of dig Mustangs. (laughs) And I will not pass, I will not pass anybody in military without giving them their due respect for their service. Mm Mm-hmm. That was not me, you know, a long time ago. What do you think that, that disdain for for Mustangs or... The people that were around them, at that age in my life, I got you. person okay. that was, that there was a particular club, okay? There was a particular Clark club, and they were all military, and they are all Mustangs, and they were all just not good people. I got you. You know, they mm-hmm. were not good people. And uh, it was it was one of those things that I saw and I experienced what they said, how they treated other people, what they did, and that was enough at that point, along with all the other people in my family, mm-hmm. to have the same opinion. You know, these are people we don't want to be around. Now, my 
the guys I grew up in my little extended family, we didn't talk crap about them. We didn't hate on them. We just tried to avoid them and stay away from them. Right. You know, that was the problem with them. They would like to come, you know, they were very loud and very, Mustang's so bad. I can, you know, anyway. When we come back, we'll get into more of um, the the neighborhoods that we both grew up in. And we'll talk a little bit about uh, looking back on when we were in our formative years. You are listening to Remade. I'm Ben. I am, and that's Ben. I'm Q, and that's Ben. That's right. I'm Ben, and he's Q. He's Ben. <laughs> we, we talked in our first show. By the way, if you missed any of the first episode of, uh, hmm. of Remade, you can go back and watch it on YouTube or, or check it out on Spotify. Spotify. So, yeah, fantastic. Fantastic opportunities for you to get the, uh, the lowdown on the early stages of, of how Remade came to be. Analog. In, including the big tattoo on uh, my friend's arm here. Yeah. And uh, just go back on, on YouTube or Spotify and check that out. Hey, you, you talked about you talked about it took you three lives to hmm. to to begin to learn some things. Hmm. Uh, in your first life, we were talking earlier. In your first life, you were you spent some time as a guest of the state, and uh, you were what Se- seventeen year old, seventeen years old at the time, eighteen years old somewhere on there. Sixteen. Yeah, I was just curious what we we've talked about this before too, but not for our audience. Uh, looking, if you were to describe through the through the magic of of, of podcastville and podcastberg, wh- how would you describe yourself as a seventeen, eighteen year old when you were when you were getting ready to be um, a guest of the state and incarcerated for however long that was? Uh, how would you describe? We taught you used some specific words before about how you would describe yourself, uh, and I wondered. How, I'm trying just, to figure out what words those are because right now I could just really I'm literally closing my eyes to just remove myself from the place to put myself there, and all I can just see is myself being clueless, just completely clueless. Because the the words I remember were ten feet tall and bulletproof. Was that is that accurate or? When I first got in trouble or when at some point we, we were talking about the day that you were getting you're getting ready to be locked up oh yeah no so there's so you got the 10 foot tall and bulletproof and that's before okay anything happens and then when something happens and you're like clueless you're like oh wait what's going on i got you you know okay like there was no i didn't have a level of confidence you know like i just knew hey man this is where i gotta be I didn't know what was really going on. I, you know what? I, uh, I actually wrote this down, and I didn't. I don't remember. I know I texted it to you. It's not checkmate. So I remember that in my first life, I had an opportunity to plead out of a sentence. I had ten years for maiming. 
which was there was a guy that was beat pretty bad with a baseball bat and I did not do it and uh, I did not tell them who did but I did not do it when I was in the jail there was a Bible study or something I can't remember what was going on but the message was it's not checkmate and the guy was telling I think it was a Bible study like in the barn through the, through the bars I was talking about a poster that was out and it's I mean I don't know it might still be out but it just said checkmate and it was just a chessboard at an angle just said checkmate and somebody looked at it one day and was like it's not checkmate so obviously he had obviously he had whatever message he had at that moment When I went to court, um, they had everything for me to plead out. Like I was going to plead guilty to assault and battery, whatever, misdemeanor, uh, pay this guy's doctor bill, and go home. And my dad was there. And uh, they, the lawyer came over and asked me, he's like, you, you know, give me the paper to sign it. And I heard it's not checkmate. And I said, no, I didn't do it. And he looked at me like I bumped my head. I said, bro, I didn't do it, man. I'm not going to tell anybody that I did do it. And I looked at him and said, it's not checkmate. And he was like, all right. Are you sure? So, yeah, that. Wow. So I remembered. I remembered that. When I texted that, and then you're—I guess—you asking that question later to, to the prompting of that. But yeah, yeah, like completely clueless, bro, mm. in a courtroom with my father behind me, ready to take me home, ready to leave, free. clueless mm. this is before i mean god I, I mean we already know god's got you when he's got you this is before i had any acknowledgement you know of his hand in my life you know mm -hmm. i just was like oh it's not checkmate i felt like i was gonna you know whatever was gonna happen i was gonna go up there and be found not guilty you know that's what i felt at that moment like i said before when i first got hit with that like you know, the last time I was talking, I said, I felt like it was a, you know, a lottery ticket. It really does feel like that. You know, it feels like that. I know there's more. It's not that. You know, there's more to it. There's more weight to it. There's relationship. There's growth. But, man, at that moment, it was like, yeah, it's not checkmate. Ha-ha, I'm going home today. Wait, what? And then. And then. <laughs> and look. Oh. I remember so vividly when I texted you that checkmate. I, 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 it was a conversation I had with my father. Because every once in a while, he'll pop up on here, and I'll bless him when he does. Um, and I called him from jail, and he, he was like, what an idiot. You're so stupid. 
You could have been sitting here right now eating this sandwich. I'm making sense right now. You could be eating it. What were you thinking? You know, I'm like, I didn't do it. Ah, whatever. Call me back. I'm eating lunch. <sighs> Praise God. You, you get to have a conversation with your 18-year-old self. Uh, kind of walk me through how that conversation goes. Let's say you're going to meet in a in a in a restaurant, public place somewhere, and you're gonna you get to have you get to have a a, a, a talk with your 18 year old self. That would be a very interesting conversation, uh, and uh, I think that the biggest thing that I could say on that would be I wouldn't I wouldn't listen to me, no matter what I did to prepare the conversation. <laughs> I wouldn't listen to me, you know. I would like to think that I would be able to, you know, woo myself into listening to me to make some right choices mm -hmm. and avoid some other ones. But I, I really don't know. I don't know how much I would want to. I, I mean, I really don't. I don't. I appreciate every little aspect of what I've been through that's made me who I am now that yeah. I would not want to take I wouldn't want I wouldn't want to rob myself of like man like really I've never I've never I wouldn't want to rob myself of any of the experiences that God has allowed me to make it through for me to sit right here right now and tell whoever might be listening like hey man you got this yeah you know what I'm saying like for real mm -hmm. I've sat in a jail cell and I told a dude my testimony and I told him why I was in there and I said you know what bro I would do it all over again if, if I could just sit right here and be telling you whatever God told me to tell him sure true story yep that's that dude that I saw at Lowe's when I was on the phone right mm-hmm yeah so anyway yeah 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 <clears throat> ah I wouldn't try, would try to encourage myself to, uh, I'd like to encourage myself to read the Bible more. Oh my God. I okay. Just look at me and laugh. Like, dude, are you kidding me right now? But anyway, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I don't know what, I don't know what I would, I don't know what, what, what I would listen to yeah. at that age. I don't know what I would listen to. Because so much of me is not that person anymore. Right. I have absolutely no clue. Man, it's almost like autopilot. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I attest that to God's favor. Because, man, I look at my babies right now, and I praise God that they're on autopilot, that there's so much that they're not able to take in now because of their... Uh, this, right. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Which, ah, praise God even more for generational curses being broke. Right. I'm Q. Thanks for letting me share. Big Clock on the Wall says that we've got to go. Uh, thanks for joining us for this episode of Remade. And stay tuned for the next episode when you'll hear Q say... What the what? You're listening to Remade.